Hashtag I date money. Giving to receive. This is a strange concept for some. When I was younger, so much younger than before. Isn't that a song? (laughs) When I was younger, we were taught to save everything that we had. I remember the first time I had money, it was my communion money. And my grandmother had given me like $25. And I remember seeing the $20 bill and I was like, wow, that's a lot of money, right? Back in the seventies, 20 bucks was a lot of money. And she said, well, you save it. You know, you don't have, you don't need anything right now. She was making all my clothes for me and, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll save it. So it kind of just got tucked away. I don't really remember what happened to it. But I just remembered you should save your money. And as I grew older, we were introduced to piggy banks with slots in them, like, you know, one slot for savings, one slot, one slot for giving, and one slot for spending. And, you know, there was the 10, 10, 80 rule. And all my coins would go, I'd get, you know, split it all up and I would fill this piggy bank and I carried that tradition on to my kids. And, you know, we did it for a while and then we kind of stopped and we changed it. But there was always this idea that the younger you were, the more you had to save because you didn't have the expenses. And that really put blockers up for me because I didn't think that that mattered. There was things, especially as I got older, that I wanted. And I was constantly being told, no, no, no. But one of the things we are always encouraged to do was to give. Give to the church, give to charities, give your time, give your talents. So I had no problem giving away money. I mean, when I spent money, I would love to go shopping for others. You know, like I would adopt families at Christmas time and and give them those gifts. Total strangers, right? And I just felt this joy. And I'm like, let me do that. As I got older into my adults, we were challenged to pay it forward. And I remember um, we were doing a Bible study group and one of the ladies decided to pay it forward. She was at Target and the woman in front of her was pregnant, had a little one and was buying stuff for the newborn for the baby on the way. And her bill came to like $250. And this woman that was in my Bible study paid it forward. And the woman, as she explained it, was just in tears, just crying and so joy-filled because she really didn't have the money to cover the expense. She was going to put it on a charge card. But that act of kindness just made her think differently about giving, especially to strangers. So many of us get stuck in the giving. We don't want to give. We want to give back to our families, but we don't want to give to charities. We don't want to give to church. When I was working at Social Security Administration, we talked about giving 10%, tithing 10%, and being obedient and doing that. Like What scripture says is to be obedient, to give 10%. And I know not everyone's a Christian, but that's okay because non-Christians like to give. I know so many beautiful people who love to support not-for-profits, to give to starving artists and organization startup businesses and to support them. And it's a beautiful thing. It's reciprocal energy of giving and receiving. The more you give, the more you receive. Why? Because there's this energy that gets created inside of us. And as humans, everything in earth is energy, right? And it, you know, you ever walk into a room and you can feel the energy, especially if something's really negative, 
you tune into that automatically. It's the same thing with money. There's no difference. I'm not going to pretend to understand the science part of it, but I do know I've tested it. And I remember hearing over and over again about people giving 10% of their income away and how much joy it brought to them. But not only that, more money came. More money came. Imagine that. Now, why do you suppose when you give money away that more comes your way? Money loves to go where money is and money loves to be shared. Money loves to be a blessing to others. And if you could be a blessing to others by sharing 10% of your income, wow. Imagine what it looks like for you to give 10% of your income to your favorite charity. What do you love to support? Who do you love to support? For me, it's women facing unplanned pregnancies. There's a place called Compass Care in upstate New York that serves women facing unplanned pregnancies by providing a free ultrasound and free STD testing. And they walk them through their choice. Contemplating abortion is a huge thing. No one talks about the aftermath. Post-abortion is a lifetime trauma that we deal with. The emotional roller coaster ride and the thoughts that we have, if we choose to bury that, it buries us. It really puts us in a state of depression and anxiety. I was faced with three unplanned pregnancies prior to age 17, two ended in abortion. I had no idea that my choices created a void in me and a, and a depression and anxiety in me that I overindulged. I overate, overdrank, overspent, and I, I was a people pleaser. And I just spent so much time hiding behind my shame and guilt that I didn't even pay attention to myself nor my money. I had to take money away from me. So when I had this concept from way little, thinking about making my own money in my career, can I give 10%? Can I tithe 10%? Not only did I tithe 10%, but I actually gave, I, I gave so much more away because it brought it just built this part in me that was that needed to feel loved, that needed to feel like I made a difference, that I mattered. It filled that void. And by me giving, by me sponsoring complete strangers, families, children, and supporting the church that I went to, I felt good. And I got, I was told, no, you're tithing too much. Don't do it. That's ridiculous. I said, I don't care. I want to do this. And when we make a decision to do something, we can't help but do it. It's automatically going to happen. Our thoughts are the most powerful thing we have. So if you're coming up with resistance around giving 10%, or you're thinking you want to give 10% to your family, is that really giving? Maybe it is for you. Maybe it's not. In my personal opinion, giving to a stranger, giving to charity, is a great way. But I have given money to my family, knowing that it was going to help them tremendously. I remember I called a gas and electric company once and I paid my mom's bill. She was a widow and she was just her she was diabetic and her medicines were just costing her so much money. And being on a fixed income, she couldn't afford it. And back then they didn't have the the support they have for diabetics that they do now. So I was like, let me pay our gas and electric bill. So I called up gas and electric and I said, Hey, I want to pay this bill, you know, and I did. And then 
she didn't, she was trying to, I didn't tell her. So she was trying to scrape up the money to pay it. And then she called and was going to ask for an extension. And they're like, your bill's paid. And then she, she knew it was me. She calls me up. She says, Lisa, did you pay my guest election bill? I said, why mom? What difference does it make? She says, well, I just want to know who paid it. I says, why? What difference does it make? <laughs> I didn't want to admit to her that I paid it because I wanted to give her something. And if I told her, I felt that if I told her that I did it for her, that she would immediately try to give it back because she was like that. She was a huge giver. And if you haven't dated the money personalities, go visit idatemoney.com and find out which money personality is your number one driver. She, Her number one driver was definitely a giver, a mindless lender. And uh, she was just like trying to come to, like, mom, just accept the fact that it's paid and that it's a gift. Okay, let's move on. So giving in that aspect, but to me, like giving money to my kids, I give kid my, my, I give my kids money a lot, all the time. Right. I love to bless them. I love to give to them. And it gives that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving. Right. So I'm never going to say you have to tie 10% to your church or you have to give to a charity. You give to who you want to give to, but the whole purpose behind the giving is to create that reciprocal energy because the more you give, the more you receive. And that is a fact. So can you challenge yourself? Are you giving 10% of your income? When you create a money portfolio, it's not based on dollar amounts. It's based on percentages because the percentages, the numbers don't matter. What matters is the thoughts. Our thoughts are so powerful. What matters is the thoughts behind the decision of how you're going to tell your money where to go. Every dollar has a job. And in order for your dollars to work for you, you need to be the boss and you need to tell them where to go. And that starts with creating a money portfolio and giving 10%. Picture that little piggy bank with the three slots, 10% to give, 10% to save, and 80% for you. But I have another 10% allocation. Go listen to the other podcasts and you'll hear all about that. Remember, it doesn't matter how much you have. It's what you do with it. Hey, hey, hashtag I date money. Go out there and do all the things. It doesn't matter how much you make. It's what you do with it. Follow the show. Give a review. Give us some star ratings and share it with all the courageous business coaches you know who are ready to partner with money.